There are so many things for us to learn from the Old Testament. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10 that all these things happened to them as examples for us that we would be admonished, warned. I know nothing that's more of an example for us than the story of Balaam. Balaam is said to be a prophet, said he was also a soothsayer, but he loved money. He loved reward from men, and he sought it. And he was greatly tempted, and he did many things that we are warned by if we look closely at the story of Balaam. The next four recordings are about the subject of Balaam, warning us not to do what he did. There are several examples of what Balaam did in both the Old Testament and New Testament. The children of Israel had 603,000 men of war in their army walking through the wilderness of the land for 40 years before entering the promised land. God was leading them from place to place, and the people of those lands heard about them and heard what they had done to the other kings and were very afraid of them. Numbers 22, verse 1. And the children of Israel set forward and pitched their tents in the plain of Moab on this side Jordan, by Jericho. And Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. And Moab was sore afraid of the people, because they were many. And Moab was distressed because of the children of Israel. And Moab said unto the elders of Midian, Now shall this company look up all that are round about us, as the ox licketh up the grass of the field. And Balaam, the son of Zippor, was king of the Moabs. At that time, he sent messengers, therefore, unto Balaam, the son of Beor, which is by the river of the land of the children of his people, to call him, saying, Behold, there is a people come out from Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the earth. And they abide over against me. Come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse this people, for they are too mighty 
for me. Peradventure, I shall prevail that we may smite them and that I may drive them out of the land. For I know that he whom thou blessed is blessed, and he whom thou cursest is cursed. Verse 7, And the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the rewards of divination in their hand, and they came unto Balaam, the prophet soothsayer, and spake unto him the words of Balak the king. And he said unto them, Lodge here this night, and I will bring you word again, as the Lord shall speak unto me. And the princes of Moab abode with Balaam. Verse 9, And God came unto Balaam and said, What men are these with thee? What are you doing with these men? And Balaam said unto God, Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, hath sent unto me, saying, Behold, there is a people come up out of Egypt, which covereth the face of the earth. Come now, curse me them, peradventure I shall be able to overcome them and drive them out. Verse 12. And God said unto Balaam, Thou shalt not go with them. Thou shalt not curse the people, for they are blessed. Now that should have ended the story right there. When you have the word of God, there is no counsel against the word of God. But in his heart, Balaam was perverse, turned away after things of this world and praise of people of this world. Verse 13, And Balaam rose up in the morning and said unto the princes of Balak, Get you into your land, for the Lord refuseth to give me leave to go with you. Now that should have ended it. But it didn't. The men returned to their land and their king Balak and told him Balaam refused to go with them. But Balak didn't give up. And he sent even more honorable men with rewards to Balaam. In his heart, Balaam had a desire for these rewards that the king could give him, and he shows his lust through the next things that he does. Balaam decided to ask God again if he could go with the king's men. 
Now, what did God say to him the first time? What did God say in verse 12? That should have been kept in front of him at all times, and all decisions by him should have been made by what God said to him. Verse 12, And God said unto Balaam, Thou shalt not go with them. That's it. Over, out, no more counsel. Don't go with them. Thou shalt not curse the people, for they are blessed. You don't want to go against people of God. This should have ended the matter with Balaam. Keep the word God gives you in front of you at all times. Let it be your guide. Go forward in that word that God gives you. That's the first step for any of us who say we are Christians. Following that word that God gives us. In the year 20. 18, I fell at my house in Texas as they rolled me past the front door of the house I heard from God these words you'll never see this house again I was not troubled by those words the experience that I've had with God is that you can trust him that If you don't see that house again, he's got another plan for you. And my experience with God is that it's an even better way than the way I had gone before. So from the hospital, I put the house up for sale. One of our church members said to me, I don't see how you can do this thing. I said, but I've heard from God that I would never see this house again. See, to me, that ends it. That's it. Over. Out. Final. That word to Balaam should have ended the whole matter. God said, don't go with them. Thou shalt not curse the people, for they are blessed. That should have stopped every temptation. But it didn't. Numbers 22, start at verse 16. And they came to Balaam and said to him, Thus saith Balak, the son of Zippor, Let nothing, I pray thee, hinder thee from coming unto me, for I will promote thee unto very great honor. And I will do whatsoever thou sayest unto me. Come, therefore, I pray thee, curse me this people. I will promote thee unto very great honor. I had a situation like that in 1980 after I went on radio. 
I was for a very brief time with an advertising agent called Michael Ellison Advertising Agency. They represented big-time ministers. Kenneth Copeland, Marilyn Hickey, Robert Tilton, Jimmy Swaggart. Big radio TV ministers. It was Bob Tilton who had told me about them. He said, they can really do you a lot of good. You need to be with them. They didn't want me as a client. But I had a very skillful coordinator who was a vice president with Braniff Airlines. She said, let me talk to them. She came back from talking to them, and she said, you are a client. I knew I was headed for big-time radio, television, ministry, thousands and thousands of people, because I knew the power this advertising agency had. They told me, they said, now, we can fill Soldiers and Sailors Auditorium in Pittsburgh for you. All you have to do is just one thing. Don't offend anybody on your radio broadcast. Great power. I said, I'm a prophet. Prophets always offend people. They came to me one time and said, just one thing that we want you to do. On your material that you mail out, put these words on your envelopes as well as the interior materials. Send me your prayer request. I said, oh, I don't want to do that. They were shocked. Why not? I said, well, they should pray directly to God through Jesus, not through me. I took prayer very seriously. I still take it very seriously. There is no way on earth I could pray for hundreds of thousands of people sending prayer requests. That's impossible to pray correctly. It's the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man that availeth much. Plus, I didn't want them going through me. That's not what they should do. They go to God through Jesus Christ. They learn to have faith that God will hear them. It was, to me, totally corrupt to do that. They could definitely promote you to greatness. Just like Balak, the king, could promote Balaam, the prophet. And he said, to Balaam, I will promote thee into very great honor. In my story, within about four months, I got a phone call from my agent that was assigned to me. And he said, Joan, we've had a meeting and we're going to have to release some of our clients. And unfortunately, you're one of the ones that we have chosen to release. I really thought I'd failed. God gave me the scripture, 
where the devil tempted Jesus and said, If you will fall down and worship me, obey me. I will give you all of this fame and glory of them. I had not failed. I passed a test. There are many tests along the way for each one of us. And we don't know it's a test. But it is to see what we'll do. What will you do with the Word of God? Who is it that you want to be around? Who is it that's important to you? So that's what this shows us, this story of Balaam the prophet and Balak the king. Who is it you really care about? Who's the most important thing in the world to you? It better be the Word of God. You better love the Word of God more than you love your children or your husband or your family or your friends or glory and honor. It's the only thing that really matters to us is what God has said. In Proverbs, there's a verse where it said, there is no counsel against God. When God tells you something, it's over. But that's not the way it was with Balaam. He is trying to find a way around what God said so he can get the riches from the king. Balak says to the prophet, I pray thee, curse me this people. What did God say? You shall not curse this people because they are blessed. At that point, Balaam should have fled away from Balak. But he didn't. He said the right words, but his actions showed something else. And in the end, he was destroyed by the people of God because he was associating with the enemies of God. God sent an army in, and as they destroyed the kings of the land and the enemies of God, they destroyed Balaam because he was there with those kings of the enemies of God. But back to the earlier story of Balaam. When the king said, I pray thee, curse me this people, Balaam answered and said unto the servants of Balak, If Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of the Lord my God to do less or more. Now that is correct. But his heart was perverse. Perverse means going the wrong way. 
While it should have ended the matter completely, Balaam said, But now, therefore, I pray you, tarry ye also here this night, that I may know what the Lord will say to me more. Maybe he'll change his mind. Ooh, that's such a bad idea. To keep the enemy there in your house while you try to find out if God will change his mind and let you curse the people of God. If you do such a thing, God may turn you over to your own desire to fulfill your own lust, to your own destruction. Verse 20. And God came unto Balaam at night and said unto him, If the men come to call thee, well, they were already there at his house, rise up and go with them. But yet the word which I shall say unto thee, that shalt thou do. Oh, he said, don't go with them. And now... He's going to give a test to Balaam. Verse 21. And Balaam rose up in the morning and saddled his ass and went with the princes of Moab. And God's anger was kindled because he went. But God told him to go. It was a test. Balaam should have said, no, no. You said not to go, and I'm not going. And no matter what, I'm not going. And I won't curse the people of God. That would be passing the test. But Balaam wanted the reward that the king promised him. So after he arose and started out with the princes of Moab, God's anger was kindled because he went, and the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against Balaam. When God revealed these people were blessed of God, Balaam should have restrained himself and refused to go against them. I had a dream in 1982. I was on radio from coast to coast when I had this dream. And I was shown I was in great danger. And I heard the words, Don't go until you see Exodus 15. I had been going out and having meetings at each one of my radio cities. I immediately canceled all scheduled meetings. One of my friends said to me, Joan, you can't do this. You've got to go out. If you go out, they will give money. But if you don't go out, they won't give money. You can't stay home. And I said, God told me, don't go, and I'm not 
going. And I didn't. It's very simple. That word keeps us safe. It preserves us. It keeps us in the way of God. It keeps us out of temptations. But Balaam coveted the reward. He wanted what the king could give him. As a new Christian, I saw Genesis 14 when the king of Sodom approached Abraham. And this really set my feet in concrete. Genesis 14, verse 21. And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lift up mine hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou should say, I have made Abram rich. And immediately I said to God, that's the way I want my life to be. I want my possessions to come from you, not from the world. We should set our hearts wanting our wealth to come from God only and wanting our praise to come from God in matters pertaining to this life. For the praise of man can destroy you if you seek after that. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.